with regard to our kois, we spoke about uh, the chaymer iser and how much a person has to be nizer to avoid going to our kois. So there's a uh, halacha in the Ramah in the beginning of Simon uh, Chavav where the Ramah says that there's a machlekes what the halacha is if a person already was tevea somebody else in our kois. And then subsequently, he realizes he realizes that he lost in Arkois. The judge paskins against him, and then he wants to go ahead and be tevei that person in Bezdin. So the Ramah brings down a machlekes whether Bezdin will be nizkak to that person, whether Bezdin will um, accept that case and help him um, uh, uh, prosecute that case against the the other party, or whether Bezdin will say since the person went uh, to Arkois without Rishos, we're not going to let him go ahead and then after he lost uh, be able to, uh, we're not going to allow double jeopardy where the where the Nitva, the defendant, will have to go ahead and defend himself against the case in Bezdin as well besides for the case in Arkois that he had to defend himself against. So the Ramah Paskins that, uh, the, the Ramah brings Machlik, the Ramah Paskins that the Allah is that Bezdin will not be Nisgah, Bezdin will not uh, allow this uh, this uh, plaintiff to come and be tevea in in Bezin after he lost in Arkois. And there are two opinions in, in the Achreinim what the explanation for that is. The Tumim actually brings down uh, two two explanations for this halacha. The first uh, the first uh, Hezbo the Tumim brings down is that it's based on the concept of Nemanalei Abba. We spoke about how there's a halacha in the Gemara and Sanhedrin that if a person accepts a puzzle of dying. A person says, this dying is possible, I accept him to be my dying, um, and, and then the dying paskins the case that that, that psak is binding even though he was a possible dying. And we, we said there's a big machloikis whether or not that halacha applies to, uh, to a guy as well, to a non-Jew. Whether if you accept a non-Jew as a dying, whether such, such, a, such an acceptance is valid after the fact. So the Tumim's first uh, explanation is perhaps, that it's based on the, this halach of Neman Abba. Then the Tumim says, no, I don't think that's the, that's the pshat. And one, one of the reasons is because, uh, because we pass and Neman Abba does not uh, work by a guy. So, uh, so, so, so therefore, um, accepting a guy would not be considered valid, uh, valid acceptance of a Bezdan. And, and the Tumim gives a different explanation. He says that perhaps the reason is because of a knas. The Chacham punished the person since he went ahead and he did Shalaika Din. And he was tevea somebody else in, Bez, in, in, in secular court. Therefore, we're going to cancel him, and we're not going to we're not going to accept his case in the future. Now, the question is, if, if the if the rationale is because of a knas, then why does that why does that only apply once the judge already paskined the case? Uh, once he already issued a ruling in secular court, then we're going to we're going to be in the skok, and we're not going to accept the case. Well, if the reason is because of knas. It shouldn't be dependent on the judge actually issuing a ruling. It should, the, the, the mere fact that he, he initiated a, course, a case in secular court should be uh, more than enough to, to, to say that we would not accept that case. However, that, that, that is what the Paiskim Paskin, they, they, they ask this question, but the, this is the, the Allah is that until the judge issued a ruling, um, Bezdin will accept the case and will allow the, the Tevea to go forward with his case in Bezdin, even, even though he already initiated the case in secular court. This is 
a halacha that's widely accepted among the, the achroinim, there's a Chuvan Skan Aaron and, and, and other achroinim. There is a uh, cryptic line in the Divrei Chaim, where the Divrei Chaim writes that the only time we're going to allow him to retract his case from secular court and go bring it into Besdin is only if he's willing to pay the Hoytzois, the, 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 court, the, the court fees. Now, the Divrei Chaim doesn't bring down the Machloikas of Aniskokan or Aniskokan. He doesn't say that I'm going according to the opinion that holds that holds Aniskokan and even, you know, and, and, and even if, 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 he, if, he, if he stops in the middle, we're going to allow him to do it only only in a case where he agrees to pay the fees before before he takes it into bed. And he doesn't explain what he's referring to. It's hard to understand what he's referring to if he's not referring to that case. Since we paskin la locha that Ainus Kok and the Bezin will not accept the case, which indicates lachayra that Bezin will not accept the case even if the plaintiff is willing to pay all the court fees of the defendant before he brings the case into Bezin. Nevertheless, Bezin will not accept the case. So if the Dibri Chaim is adding another caveat and saying that uh, that that Bezin will only accept the case if the if the plaintiff is willing to pay the court fees of the defendant, then it would it would, it would seem to indicate that he's talking about a case where we would otherwise be miscalled and we would otherwise accept the case. In other words, a, a situation where where the where the, where the judge has not yet issued a ruling, and nevertheless, even though we allow the person to do tshuva and bring the case back into Bezin, we would only say that in a case where where he's willing to pay the court fees of the defendant before coming to Bez. That, that's the, 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 the caveat that the Rechaim introduces. Other Achroinim, and, and, and just to point out that the Chuvah Sanhagas does clarify that, that he believes that, that, uh, that if, the, if the plaintiff is not willing to pay the defendant's court fees before going to Bez, we will not accept the case and allow him to go into Bez. However, you know, I recently had a situation where I was uh, you know, involved in such a, such, a, such a case where there was a plaintiff who actually uh, summoned the defendant to, 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 to secular court and then subsequently decided to do tshuva and bring the case into Besdin. And, and, and uh, the, the Besdin Hamazman um, was not willing to 100% uh, accept this argument of the tshuva San Hagas and the Debre Chaim. Um, they, they, I don't think they rejected it out of hand, but they, they didn't accept it completely. So I, I'm not sure if the if the custom is to follow this uh, ruling of the Divrei Chaim and Chuzan Hagas. I'm not sure why not, but uh, it, it might not be the custom. But they didn't follow this this ruling. They might be willing to accept the case regardless. Um, basically, you know, I, I think in general, Bezdin will will insist that anytime there's any kind of ambiguity. You're not obligated. The defendant would not be obligated to bring the case into Besdin, but there should be a Besdin that would oversee and rule on the very issue of whether or not the defendant has to reappear in Besdin. So while Besdin would not insist necessarily the defendant has to actually um, relitigate the case in Besdin, I, I, I don't think that the Besdin would reject the Tevez claim out of hand. I think the Besdin would insist on, on on ruling on the case whether or not the defendant is obligated or not obligated to to return to Besdin. I've seen another caveat uh, in the Achroinim, which is that even in the case where the, the where the Teveya um, is willing to retract before the the judge issues a ruling, nevertheless the the, the Achroinim do uh, say that he has to first drop the case in secular court before before returning to Bez. Now I, I mentioned before that uh, that that I that I, I was I, I was somewhat involved in, in a situation recently. Where, where there was a, an individual who was, uh, who was sued in a secular court by, by another individual, and the Toivea, the plaintiff in that case, 
realized that things were not going his way. He decided to retract after the defendant had uh, spent a considerable amount of money in secular court. And, um, and the defendant said, it's not fair that I, that I should have to go ahead and return to, to Bezin after I put in all this, all, all this time and effort in secular court and, and, and they spent all, the, all that money. And um, as I mentioned before, the, the, you know, the, the, the plaintiff sent Asmana from a Bezdin, and uh, the Bezdin felt that, that this, is, this is an issue which had to be litigated, which, which uh, there had to be a Bezdin that would look at this issue. It happens to be, I spoke to my Rebbe, Roshlema Miller, about, about this case, and Roshlema Miller, Shlita uh, from Toronto, he said that, that uh, we would not obligate the defendant to go back to, uh, to, to Bezdin in this situation. Rather, we would say that he can continue his case in secular court as long as he commits, and 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 uh, he, as long as he commits to going back to Bezdin once he uh, once he uh, you know wins his case in secular court, um, because he just has to find out whether or not he's actually entitled to the money that the secular court is granting to him. In other words, uh, you know, going back to the actual svaris of, of the halacha. You know, we spoke about in the beginning of the shir how how there are two explanations for this Allah. One Allah is neman abba, and that means that the, the the plaintiff by summoning the defendant to secular court is basically accepting the jurisdiction of the secular court, and he accepts them as a binding arbitrator, as a binding dayan for himself. The other explanation was it's a knas, it's a punishment that we uh, you know it's a penalty that we that we mete out to the plaintiff for for uh, you know initiating the case and, and prosecuting his case in secular court. So th these two explanations are uh, allow the 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 defendant to keep money even if that even if he's not really entitled to that money according to Chayshim Mishpat. So in other words, the defendant it, it, it's very possible that if the, had the defendant gone to Bezdin, Bezdin would have ruled against him. And nevertheless, since the court ruled in his favor, the, 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 the defendant is not even obligated to go ahead and consult with Bezdin and find out whether he's a Ghanav, whether he's, whether this, whether he's entitled to this money. And the reason is, either because of Nemen Aliyaba, which means that the plaintiff relinquished his rights to that money by the mere fact that he accepted the, the, the secular court as the arbitrator for his case, or it's a penalty that we impose upon the, the plaintiff because of the fact that he prosecuted his case in secular court. But regardless, it's, he loses his rights to that money, even if, according to Chayish Mishpat, he would have been entitled to that money. However, um, Rav Shlomo Miller Shlita is saying that in the case where the plaintiff retracts before the judge issues his ruling, even though he would not require the defendant immediately to go to Bezin, he's allowed to go ahead and, and finish the case in secular court so, he does, so, he, so that he doesn't lose his momentum that, that, he, that he has built already in secular court and, and the, the case doesn't get put on hold. However, um, he would be required after the ruling, if it's in his favor, to go back to Bezin and determine whether or not he is indeed entitled to that money. That, that's the halacha of, 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 of Niskakin or Ain Niskakin um, regarding, uh, regarding somebody who, who, who began his tfi in secular court. One last topic I would like to discuss in, in Hilchus Arkois is uh, the very common practice, unfortunately, of people writing in their shtaris in a document that it's going to be under the jurisdiction of the secular court. So... We have to know, first of all, what's the halacha if you do that? And second, uh, for, I mean, I'm sorry, first of all, you have to know, are you allowed to do that? And second of all, we have to know uh, what will be the halacha if you actually go ahead and do that. So, 
It was actually a, a, a case where I had to look into this, where somebody uh, presented a document which said that it was supposed to be arbitrated by the American Arbitrations Association, by three arbitrators chosen by the American Arbitration Association. Um, actually, they have. I looked into. They have a very similar mahalach to the mahalach of of uh, Beirus that they use. Each side chooses an arbitrator, and the two arbitrators choose a middle one. So. Um, this, this individual wanted to be able to go ahead and call his, uh, his Baldin to, uh, to, to, to the American Arbitration Association rather than to Besden. And uh, his Baldin sent that Asmana from Besden. So the question was, did he have to go to Besden or did he have a right to go to the American Arbitration Association? So we fought, now, and, and another question that we're going to have to discuss is, when, when, when a contract says that you're going to go to court, or when a contract says that you're going to follow secular law, will Besden be mechuyiv to follow secular law or not? Does the, do the parties have a right to follow secular law? So, in the Torah, the Torah brings down machlekes. The, the Torah brings down, the Dvala Trumas writes, that, that if the parties signed a contract saying that they're going to go to, they're going to go to a secular court, and they were Mechabal Kenyan on that, they made a Kenyan, then he says as follows, if neither party has an advantage by going to secular court, meaning the secular court, court will judge the case in exactly the same way that Besdin will judge it, then it will still be usher for them to go to secular court because by doing so they're giving chashivos to secular court over Besdin. However, if one of the parties has an advantage to go into secular court, a financial advantage, then we consider this Kenyan to be binding because they made a Kenyan basically where one party granted the other party a specific financial advantage and we have no right to take that away from him even though it involves going to secular court. So the Balachuma says that if we actually go ahead and, and, and make such a contract, the contract will be binding on the parties and, and one party can force the other party to go to secular court. The tour brings down that the Rush argues, the Rush says that, that the parties cannot go to secular court and the, the, Rush, the explanation that the Rush gives is because the, the, the intention of the parties, the Rush is referring to the common language that was used in the times of the Rush, which is that you can enforce this contract, Bain Bedini Yisrael, Bain Bedini Yom Asylum, Sayin Jewish court, Sayin secular court. So the, 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 the Rush says that we're going to have to interpret the, 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 the intention of that contract that it was not to uh, compel them to go to a secular court, it was just leaving open the option if it became necessary, if the parties would not, uh, would not agree to go to Besden. If, 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 if one party was recalcitrant and refused to go to Besden, then the other party would be able to compel him to keep the contract in secular court. But the intention was not that the parties could force each other to go to a secular court, even if the, party, if the other party is willing to go to Besden. So, uh, the, the, so the, the Smas said, so, first of all, the Beis Yosef makes an argument and he says that the tour, that the Balatrumas himself is inconclusive. It's a, he, he, argue, he says that what the tour says that the Balatrumas holds that such a Kenyan is binding and the parties could force each other to go to secular court if there's a financial advantage to one party, that is not, it, it's, you don't see that conclusively in the Balatrumas. Basically, he wants to differ with the tour. The Sma goes the other way around. The Sma wants to say that perhaps in a case where one party has a financial advantage by going to secular court, it could be even the Rush would agree that if they made a commitment that is clear and unequivocal, in that case, one party can, uh, can compel the other one to go to secular court. The Rush only wrote that, you, that, that one party cannot compel the other party to go to secular court in the case where 
In the case where, where as we said before, the, the actual commitment is, is very uh, vague. He said that the commitment was that you can compel the other party, bain bedini Yisrael, bain bedini Yisrael, whether in Jewish court or secular court. That, it, it, the, the rush reinterprets to mean, doesn't mean that you could initially go to secular court. You have to try to go to Bezdin. If you were not able to go to Bezdin, then you could go to secular court. But in the case where the, the party is unequivocally committed to, to arbitrate their dispute in secular court, there the rush would agree that if there is an advantage to one party by going to secular court, that party would be able to demand that the, the other party goes to secular court in order to uphold that financial advantage that he does have. The Shach disputes the Sma, and the Shach writes that the Shach wants to make a different kind of differentiation. He has other Makairis and other, other contradictions regarding this halacha. So he wants to say that the only time that a commitment is binding is only if you chose a specific, uh, specific secular judge. If, you, if the parties trusted one specific judge, we will, we will accept that, that commitment. However, if the parties just generically decided to accept upon them the authority of secular court, that, he says, is connected to Torah, and that, that commitment will not help. So again, the Shach differentiates, rather than the Sma's differentiation of whether the parties have a financial advantage or not, the Shach's differentiation is, did you accept upon yourself one specific judge, or did you just generically uh, accept the authority of secular court? The Taz also argues on the Sma, and the Taz feels very strongly that no such commitment can stand. We cannot compel a, 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 a Yid to go to secular court. Um, the Taz writes that, that the Rush, the, the Rush's, the reason why the Rush had to, you know, blame his halacha on the ambiguity of the contract, of the language of the contract, is because the Rush was discussing something else completely. He wasn't discussing whether or not the commitment is binding. The Rush was discussing whether the parties committed Avera by signing such a contract. And the Rush is saying it's not an Avera to sign such a contract because the interpretation of the contract is not that you're going to go to secular court. However, if you unequivocally wrote that you're going to go to secular court, that commitment is not binding, but the parties were over an Avera by signing that contract, and that's the main uh, the, the, um, discussion that the Rush is having, whether or not the parties committed a, 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 an Avera by signing such a contract. So, we learn out of the Taz, first of all, an important halacha, that, it's, that there's, a, there's a strong tzad to Aser signing a contract that states unequivocally they're going to secular court. And this is what I, I asked my, my Rebbe, I've been to Miller from Toronto, and he talked Paskin that it's better not to sign such a contract. You should not sign such a contract if the contract states clearly and unequivocally that you accept the jurisdiction of a secular court. Regarding what Bezdin will do in such a case, so that many Achroinim, the Nasivas, the Tumim, the Beishleim all say that, that if the party signed in the contract, that they accept the jurisdiction of the secular court, even though we're not going to accept the, the Sma's argument, that at, that at that juncture they're obligated to go to secular, secular court, and one party can compel the other to do so, however, when they do arrive in Bezdin, and they ask Bezdin to judge their case, Bezdin will judge their case based on secular law. Bezdin will not follow Dinat Torah because since the party specifically accepted upon them secular, uh, secular court, that means that they want to follow secular law. And therefore, the, the Bezdin will judge their case based on secular law. It goes without saying that if the parties clearly and expressly accepted secular law, that that would be the halacha as well. The Arach however, argues and he says, no, we do not accept secular law at all. Now, now, the, now in, in, in this case that we started off with, where the parties accepted the jurisdiction of the American Arbitration Association, I was very unsure whether that was tantamount to accepting secular court, because 
American art, the, 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 um, the selection process of arbitrators in, in the, you know, within the framework of American Arbitration Association, as I mentioned before, would be that one, each party would select an arbitrator, then the two arbitrators would select the third arbitrator. Now, there's nothing which would compel the parties to specifically um, select a, an Eina Yehudi um, as their arbitrator. They can very well go ahead and say, we would like to select from the pool of potential arbitrators that exist, with, that, that, are, that are licensed by the, by the American Arbitration Association, we would like to specifically request a, an observant uh, Yid as the arbitrator. So, therefore, the fact that they accepted to, to follow the guidelines of American Arbitration Association doesn't necessarily mean that they're choosing a secular court. If I care, they could be choosing very well to go to a, a kosher dayan, it means a, an observant Yid, and the, the, it happens to be that the selection process is going to follow the guidelines of the American Arbitration Association. So I felt that there was no reason really to disqualify that specific, um, that specific uh, you know, uh, commitment that they made to, follow the, uh, to, to, to use the selection process of the American Arbitration Association. Obviously, in that case, it may still be prohibited for the parties to choose and ain't no Yehudi to judge their case because the Pashtus, the Allah, will not be like the Sma, will follow the other Afroinim who say that even if there is a financial advantage to one of the parties, which was uh, the, the case in, in, in the case at hand, nevertheless, we will not compel the parties to, to, to go to secular court or, and, and also, L'Chaira, you would not be able to go to an arbitrator who's, who's ain't no Yehudi. However, I believe that we would be able to compel the parties to go to, to follow that selection guidelines as long as they use a, a, uh, an orthodox yid as, as the arbitrator. Regarding the, the, the choice of law, there's also a very strong case to be made that the parties would now be compelled to follow secular law. And if, if Bezin actually uh, you know, judged on this case, they would also follow secular law. I actually asked my Rebbe Rishlam Mulashlita, uh, later, and, and he, he said that, I asked him first that uh, first question we spoke about, if you're allowed to sign a contract which says that you're accepting the jurisdiction of secular court, and that, he, that as, as I mentioned, he said you should not do that. I asked him whether you can sign a contract that accepts secular law as being the binding, uh, uh, you know, legal framework of the contract. So that he said, there's no isser to do that, there's nothing wrong with that because you're basically selecting one specific financial outcome over another. However, he said it's not advisable to do that because Bezdin will not know what to do in that case. There's a significant doubt in halacha whether Bezdin will follow the secular law or not. So therefore, he advised against doing that. But again, this is a very, very uh, you know, complex question that, that that's not, uh, has not been conclusively uh, decided yet.